Good evening, guys. Uh, this is Victoria with Dream Dogs, and this is our weekly webinar. So we usually have kind of a slow start while Facebook tells everybody that we're on and that we're live. Uh, so we're just going to kill some time. Um, hello. Uh, this is Victoria with Dream Dogs. Um, Rich is right over there. And at my feet, I have two service puppies. I have Gypsy, uh, who's actually a service dog in training. And I have Roma, who is the service puppy right now. And uh, what we wanted to talk about tonight is what the heck were we thinking? Why did I have one dog last week and now we have two? Actually, we had four dogs last week and now we have five. But anyway, um, why... Uh, we got her, why we chose her, um, why we got another dog. I mean, Gypsy's only 10 months old. What the heck am I thinking? Um, how her training started, um, how we organize everything. And uh, of course, as we're doing that, you know, go on the tangents, talk to you guys, answer any questions that y'all have, uh, you know, talk about what all's going on with you. So here's what happened is Arrow is my Malinois, three to four here, right, Terry? <laughs> like, am I really crazy? Um, Arrow's my Malinois, and he's been my service dog for quite a few years now. Um, before him, I had a stretch where I was service dogless, and that was really difficult. So whenever we got him, now he just turned six, which really isn't that old, but um, he's a Malinois, so he plays hard, and he gets injured sometimes, and it scares me whenever that happens, because then I'm without a service dog. Not only that, but being a Malinois, when we have him out working in public, he is beautiful and people want one of him. And I'm like, no, you don't want a Malinois. Trust me on this one. You don't want a Malinois. So I wanted to get a dog who uh, is one I could say, yeah, you want one? Get one of these. And so my top three breeds are Golden Retrievers, Labrador Retrievers, and Standard Poodles. So we uh, started looking, Rich and I, and I, we've always loved Goldens. You know, we had a Golden whenever, my family had one when Rich and I first met. And she was great. Her name's Maddie. Um, she played um, with him. She'd bring him the bat and the tennis ball. He'd go outside and, you know, whack a tennis ball for her and she'd go and get it and bring it back. Bonnie says, I'm down to four. She had eight this time last year. Wow. <laughs> Hi, Jamie. I'm glad you made it too. Uh, Jamie was out today with her cutest little puppy in the whole wide world. And I have a cute little puppy. So, you know, like her puppy wins on cuteness awards. Uh, but so we had Arrow and now we have the place in the country. We have over five acres. And because we work with owner trainers all the time and people who are looking at getting service dogs, even if they don't have a service dog yet, it is really hard to find a good quality dog for service dog work. You know, we've talked about this before. So our ultimate goal is to have a service dog breeding program. So when we were looking last year for Gypsy, and we ended up getting Gypsy, who's our golden retriever, um, it took at least a year of looking um, before we settled on a breeder. Luckily, once we settled on the breeder, um, the mama dog was already a month pregnant. So it was only a three-month wait for us to get the puppies, well, the puppy, to get her. It was still three months. Um, oh, Willow's grandma. Yay. Hi, Joy. Keeping up with all your amazing training videos. That's awesome. I'm so glad you're here. I was just talking to Katie today uh, about Willow. 
so we, uh, you know, we, we knew we wanted to get the golden. So we wanted full registration. Cause like I said, she's going to be the start of our breeding program for service dogs. And we got gypsy. Now her breeder did all the health testing that we needed. Um, her breeders up in Atlanta, Georgia. So we flew up there, uh, pick rich Luke or rich arrow. And I flew up there and flew back on the same day, whenever it was time to pick her up, when we picked her out, you know, we wanted a dog who was people focused, who was friendly, who wasn't, you know, shy, who was confident, but not, you know, see you later, sayonara, confident, um, but one who wanted to interact with us. And so we picked Gypsy. We started training her. We've done a lot of videos. You can look back on our YouTube channel, back on our Facebook videos. You know, we've done a lot of work with Gypsy and she is amazing. Um, some of the things that we've done is whenever we started her, we started her on a prong collar which actually had service dog trainers were like, I can't believe you're starting her, dog, her on a prong collar. How crazy is she? And I'm like, mm, she's not crazy, but I do public access from the get go. So she needs to be able to walk with me in the store without, you know, pulling on a leash or slagging behind. And, uh, and so we did that for what, two months on a prong collar, a month on the gentle leader. And then she's been on a slip lead pretty much since then. And she is 10 months old now. She's fantastic. She can go out just on a slip lead and she's fine, um, which is great. That's what I want in a dog. But she's also 10 months old now. She just had her first heat and I measured her because I'm like, she's very short. What well, error, they measure up to the shoulders, like the withers. So it's up to the topest point of the shoulders. Air is 24 inches, okay? And he is... Too, a little too short um, for me to use. You know, whenever I use them, I'm like, I can feel that I've used them. When I use taller dogs, it's easier. Um, you know, I've used some of our client dogs. Whenever they're in and we're training them, I'm not just like grabbing client dogs and using them, but they're in for service dog work for what we need. Um, and taller is better. Gypsy was 20 inches tall. Well, 20 and a half inches tall. And even if she grows two inches, she's only going to be 22 and a half inches tall. She's too short for what I needed. So think about that, guys. I know what I'm doing, you know, but I didn't get a tall enough dog. And she's not 10 months old. Now, her other stuff, her public access is beautiful. I mean, she has her tasks. There are some tasks that she can do that don't require mobility, um, which is great. You know, I can still use her for that. Hi, Nicole. But... I kind of need that mobility part of it as well. Not just the retrieves, not just medical alert, but the whole mobility thing. So I kind of flipped out and freaked out. Oh, that's a good question, Terry. I'll get to that one. Yeah. Um, I kind of flipped out and I said, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I need a dog who's taller. Era, like I said, he just turned six. He, um, you know, I don't know how long he's going to be able to work for me. It takes about two years, especially with the mobility to train up. So if I got one today, we're talking, he's going to be eight years old by the time this puppy's done. Oh my gosh. And I just, I, I started, I don't want to say I had a panic attack, but I was close. I was very close wondering what the heck are we going to do? Cause I don't want to go again without a service talking. Like I said, Gypsy's just too short for that part of it. So there's like two parts of what I need. Um, so I started researching online and I know I tell everybody golden lab or standard poodle, right? Take your choice. But you know, like they're not that tall usually, you know, I mean, you can get a bigger lab, you can get a bigger golden. I'm over six foot tall and I didn't want to get a great Dane or a Doberman or a Mastiff or, you know, an Newfoundland or what other dogs are very tall. 
Greyhound. I didn't want one of those. I wanted Golden Lab or a Poodle. So we ended up with the Poodle. So I found out there's something called, and I told you guys this before, a Royal Poodle, which is just like a really tall Poodle. So I start looking and I'm looking online. I'm looking at, uh, you know, breeder websites and some of them send the dog home spayed or neutered. Hi, Edna. Um, some of them require spay or neuter. Some of them will not send out on full registration. And I'm like, well, if we're going to be breeding service dogs, I want another female, even though I'm not going to be able to use her full time. Um, that's what I want to start our breeding program will be a, a female poodle. So as I'm looking, um, I, I couldn't really find what I wanted. I found one, um, but it wasn't gonna, it, it wasn't exactly it. And so I'm, I'm looking and I find this website called Puppy Find. Okay. And I, I mean, it's out there. There's a few different websites. One of them was Puppy Find. So I'm looking, I'm like, okay, standard poodle in Florida. And then I'm looking at them. If they're too young, no, like I wanted eight weeks because I'm very impatient. I wanted eight weeks or older, um, but not too old. So puppy find, I find standard poodle. So I'm like, okay, so I pull them all up and then I look at the, all of them. And I find one of them and it just sounds perfect. Health um, guarantee, full registration. Um, the parents, here's the one drawback. The parents weren't health tested, but the grandparents were. And the parents were in the process of being health tested. But they have that war that guarantee. So I was good to go there. Um, and the mom was 23 inches and the dad was 31 inches tall. Perfect, right? So it's going to be a slighter frame than, you know, if I would go, like, I know Edna's looking at a Rottweiler. Um and she's having a hard time finding a dog that meets her requirements. Um, you know, Rottweiler's big. Like a, a standard poodle is not going to be big. A standard poodle at 31 inches tall is probably going to be 80, maybe 90 pounds. Um, so I'm not going to be able to put a ton of weight and pressure on, but it's going to work. So I'm like, okay. So I contact the breeder about, um, her name was Rose on Puppy Find. Uh, Bonnie says, I look at Puppy Find every day. It's addictive, man. I'm looking at that. I'm like, this is a cute one. This is a cute one. Not this one. Not that one. Um, but I got I got exactly what I wanted with her. And um, and actually, Terry, my, my friend Terry, I know she had been looking at Debermans or Standard Poodles. And she ended up getting her brother, Rose's brother, um, Maverick. No, what were they calling him? Winchester. Um, so she she renamed him Goose. Um, which Terry Rich was like, well, we should name her Maverick. And I'm like, no, I'm not stealing Terry's thunder and, and naming our girl Maverick because then we'll call her Maverick and I don't want to do that. So we um, we settled on Roma. But, uh, you know, choosing her um, and then, like I said, Terry chose her brother. Uh, I still worry, you know, did we do the right thing? Your new puppy is beautiful. Thank you, Edna. Um, did we do the right thing? Did we choose the right dog? Like, I didn't even meet them. Terry didn't meet them. <laughs> Beforehand, we watched some video clips, but we didn't meet them. You know, did we do the right thing? Like, should we have waited for a parent who was, you know, that they were all health tested and everything else? Um, but I'm, I'm very confident because you can shape a lot about puppy behavior. Um, I had an eval today and nice dog. You know, I don't see any issues. If we get started soon and you know, like this is the life of the dog. Um, if, but I've also had puppies come out at this age who are already uh, barky, aggressive, really shy and nervous and fearful. And those would be red flags, but puppies usually pretty decent. And this puppy who came today was great. You know, um, Rome is great. I want to take her out. We were supposed to do that today and it didn't happen. I, I haven't been feeling great. So we might do something tonight. 
fingers crossed, um, or tomorrow. Um, Bonnie says, I worry, did I get the right dog with every dog I get, even when I see them from teeny tiny? It's so hard. And again, like, we're professionals. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did we do the right thing? Um, but we got full registration on her. Um, so I, I tell people that we have a golden and we have a poodle and they're both females, you know, Gypsy and Roma. And, um, and that they're the start of our, the foundation of our breeding program for service dogs. And I have people, oh, are you going to breed golden doodles? I'm like, they're both females. They can't make babies together. You know, we'll have goldens and we'll have poodles. Cause I think goldens are fantastic service dogs. Um, but I'm very excited to see how big she grows. And so now the waiting game comes with me and Terry on how big are our poodles going to get. So her poodle's actually bigger than mine. But um, they were both pretty much tanks. So I went made a three-month-old. She weighed 17 and a half pounds, and she's 14 and a half inches tall. So I had seen that at three months old, they're about half their adult height. And if that's the case, she'll be 29 inches, which would be, oh, my gosh, would that be fantastic? Um, and then weight-wise, she's about a third of her weight. So that would put her at just under 60 pounds. So, oh, my gosh. So she's going to have, like, an aero physique. Um, Terry says she wishes she could have found one unrelated. I know, Terry. Well, we'll find somebody who has a poodle. Are you going to keep him intact? Maybe we can find a girl for him and a boy for her, and uh, we can both do breedings because we need to have more good service dogs out there. Um, I do have somebody um, who's in, in, interested, and it's funny. When we put that out there, we get people who are like, hey, guess what I got? And I'm like, as long as we've got health testing done, and they compliment. I mean, if we can find service dogs, that's even better, you know? Um, so Terry had a question for me up here, but anyway, so that, that's what we've been going through and I'm going to get to what we've been doing first in a minute. Um, but first I wanted to tell you, like, it is hard to find them and I totally get that, but this is where we're at right now. Um, suggestions on how to get Goose to want to learn. He loses interest after two to three rewards and working for all his food. So, um, Rio and, oh, Nicole, oh, Nicole, you shouldn't do that yet. Let him have a baby's. He can, he can uh, be a breeder contract. I get that. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things when we were looking, it was difficult to find someone who was willing to do full registration. Um, but, but, uh, but we did. So I was very happy. I, he just had ants to be in my lap. Oh uh, yeah. She loves to lay in my lap or right beside um, Gypsy. She's actually underneath me. I'll pull her up later. She's sleeping right now. But so how do you get them to work when they don't want to work? So I have had this problem with Gypsy and I had this problem with Roma and we actually had this problem with Arrow. So those of you who have met Arrow in real life know that he kind of likes to play and he kind of likes his toys. Now, that wasn't always the case. We actually got Arrow because he had no toy drive. <laughs> Which if you know him now at home or at the training center up in Gainesville, you know this dog has toy drive up the wazoo. Um, but he didn't always have toy drive. So we, um, we built that. Um, we have thought about asking, but he's only seven months. Well, you know, Nicole, I mean, especially letting him know, um, you know, service dog, a lot of breeders, like it's a plus. Yeah, we have service dogs in our lines, you know. But if you want to talk to her, like I would be totally up for that, Nicole. Especially since we see you at conference, not this year, but um whenever they're both two and you have their health testing done, that might be a fun time to let them have some womp, chicky womp, womp time. Um, Jamie says he certainly looked to jump, likes to jump, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So Arrow can be a little bit crazy, but he had none of that whenever we got him and we built that. So you can build that with Gypsy. She wanted nothing to do with food. And now if you know my little chow hound, 
you know how funny that is that she didn't want food. Um, and uh, Roma, the same thing. Roma's like, no. So the first thing we did is we got soft treats. So I'm really loving the Zooks treats, the Zooks minis, because they're little. Um, I do not have Zooks minis back here. I meant to grab a bag and I totally forgot. So um, what I have is something similar. Um, these actually got in one of my goodie boxes from Chewy's. <laughs> and um, I've got a arrow here and a gypsy here because they, they heard me open up the bag of treats. Okay. But I want to show you guys um, that they're this small. They're like the size of a pea, not a pea pod, but a pea itself. And not only that, I can break these even smaller. Okay. So then I have a bunch of little ones to use. Now in the beginning, I kind of have to, I feel like I'm like forcing it in the dog's mouth, like eat this treat. You just did good. But we found that using the chase game gets them more ramped up. And uh, Nicole, that was my mouth. Now he loves to work for food, right? Like it happens. And it's really fun. And it's really funny um, because sometimes they're like, mm, no, I don't want to do this. And it could take a few days. So this is what we did is I took little tiny treats like this size. Um, so that's half of a pea. Um, and I took 10 of them. And that was it. I was going to work her for 10 of them if she was interested. And if she wasn't interested, she was going to eat anyway afterwards, you know, but she got her kibble afterwards. So um, we did the chase game. Let them smell it. Look at this. Look at what I got. Now get it and pull it away from them. And if they take a step, click and treat type of thing. Um, you know, you could teach them their name. You can take a treat and drop it or toss it on the ground and get them to sniff it out that way. And um, Terry, I know you have other dogs. If you have other dogs who are treat motivated, having Goose watch them can help out as well, um, which really helps. Um, they see another dog do it. They're like, well, I kind of like that. Um, now for Roma, I'm still kind of having to hold them and she takes forever to eat them, even though they're little tiny soft treats half the size of a pea, um, but it works. Um, some of you can even crunch up a little bit more. Um, need to real info smaller pieces yeah yeah break them up into smaller pieces helps jamie valkyrie seems to have decent food and toy drive hopefully she's not setting me up um have too much hope for her um and you've done that okay um so jamie with that i remind me guys i'm gonna write down here i want to tell you about albus um albus is a chocolate lab we have in so here we go she's up now here's roma Roma, and then you can offer her the treat. Now she's hungry now um, because I don't free feed, so she gets her meal time. <laughs> so I could do click or say click or say yes or say break. Good girl. So for that, I just made my kissy sounds. Good girl. Uh uh. She's looking away from me. Uh uh. Good, 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 good. Break. Okay, so she gets to lick it off. I um, mean, this is what I usually start with is just focus. No, don't lick the table. Uh-uh, good, good, good. So she's looking at the tree. She wasn't looking at me. She's still looking at the tree. Good, good, good. Uh-uh, good, 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 good. Break. And then I can move my hand. So this is a nice one to get started with. If they don't have food drive, you make it exciting. Look what I got. Look what I got. Guess what I got right here. Oh my God. Guess what I got. Oh my God. Get it. Right? We'll do that with toys as well. 
We actually, in a toy video up on the How to Train Your Service Dog group, if you guys aren't on the How to Train Your Service Dog group on Facebook, what are you waiting for? Join that. We have um, free um, courses, mini courses on there. Um, our last one was on focus. This one is on retrieves. So we have in there like how to get them excited about the toys. But I find that helps. And then I know Terry is super excited. I'm super excited to work with the pups. But that first day, she didn't want to work for food at all. She just wanted to kind of like snuggle. And I'm like, really? Like, I want to work for food. Like, work with me here. And she's like, nope, just snuggle me. So she just got to snuggle a little bit um, and a little tiny bit of work. Um, I'll have Gypsy on place. I'll have Arrow on place. And I'll work Roma. So that works out real nice because then Gypsy gets to work on patience, which just like her mama, patience isn't her, uh, her favorite thing in the world to do. Um, but you need, you know, you do need to work at their own pace, but you need to shape that as much as you can too. And I know Terry knows how to do this. Um, but it's good for, for you guys as you're working your dogs, you know, um, I've had people come out and they tell their dog to sit or whatever. Right. And the dogs sit and they, good and they go and they go to give the treat to their dog and they're basically shoving it down their dog's throat to reward the dog and i'd rather engage that chase um uh terry says going to try a different chair other than we'll use for snuggles snuggles all he wants to do <laughs> same with roman now now terry here's one when i was looking up about standard poodles because i've never owned a standard poodle before okay so standard poodles that said it was very energetic and high energy dog now, I'm used to my Malinois and Border Collie. And I'm like, oh my gosh. If, Rich, can you shut the door? I'm like, if this is a high energy dog, like I'm used to a Malinois and Border Collie. How high energy are we talking about here? Um, you know, are we going to like be bonking off the wall or not? And we're not. So I'm good so far. Um, weren't you wondering that how high energy poodles were going to be? Um, uh, or no, because they, I didn't tell you until afterwards. You didn't say, but they told Vicky that they were high energy. And then, um, and then now, is it going to be Border Collie high energy? Or is it going to be Malinois high energy? Or is it going to be... Poodle high energy. Golden Retriever high energy. Or <laughs> poodle is going to be on its own. Right, it is. Um, yeah, she loves to snuggle. Um, she loves to get up. And since I, I'm not feeling great, not sick-wise, like I'm coming down with a cold break, um, just not feeling great. And uh, so I don't mind the snuggles right now. Uh, it's It works because, you know, I'm kind of like, yeah, you want to lick me too? You know, lick the sweat up and see how that goes. Uh, she's actually snuggled with me while I've had a snack. And, you know, she's okay with that. Um, Gypsy does not want to snuggle. Gypsy's never liked to snuggle. Um, she wants to be underneath, underneath the chair or, you know, beside me. She doesn't want to be up with me. So, uh, so having a snuggle is kind of nice. Uh, and then Terry says her first one was energetic. Yeah. So, you know, I like that she's low energy, um, a lot because it's just, it's easier. So Gypsy's pretty low. She's lower energy too. Again, I'm used to a Malinois. Not just a Malinois, but an intact male, young Malinois. And it could be a little bit intense. So like for Arrow, after doing a full day at Disney, walking the parks and all, we get back to the room and I need a nap. And he's like, no, let's play. I'm ready to play. And I'm like, no play. Like sleep. And he's like, play? No sleep. Play. Um, so here, Nicole says, 
My poodle is like a border collie in a poodle body. Rio, not much into snuggling. Aw. See, if they make babies, they'll be half snuggle and half not snuggle. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, I got the poodle because of the taller. Now, according to the tests, what they say, right? Border collies are smarter than poodles, but poodles number two. Um, but border collies don't want to please people. They want to please themselves and poodles want to please people. And that's from what I've read, one of the main differences between them. So I'm like, okay. And because her breeder is also a professional groomer, guess who got on the grooming table today and got her body shaved. So I didn't shave her legs or her head, but I just, I put the clipper guard on, got a little bit on her body. So you, you can see, um, Terry, Nicole, nice recalls with Rio. Nice. Um, so she got that and you can also see she has a prong collar. Now it's harder to see on her coat than it was on Gypsy. Gypsy, everybody could see constantly. Um, this one is a little more difficult, but she's been having her prong collar on all day because I've had her on leash with me all day. So we're doing tether, um, you know, uh, umbilical cord training. So I've had a hold of this leash all day long and, uh, and she's been attached to me or Rich or Luke all day long and she's done really good with it. Um, which is good, which means when I'm walking around the house, we are practicing walking nicely on a leash. Uh, we're not getting into heel yet, just loose leash walking. So I've got a dog. Aaron wants to uh, get up on Rich there mm -hmm. and give him kisses. And he wants to. He wants everybody to know that <laughs> that he is loved too. He is loved. Um, Terry says she needs to start clipping gears. Yeah, well, that's. I think I'm gonna take her a little bit shorter, but I didn't want to go too short. Um, but I like the shaved body. With, I want the pom-poms on the bottoms and on the top of the head. But, um, you know, I figure the rest of the body. And then we have to cut our grass out here. So we have a bunch of grass seeds. So when she goes outside, she comes in. I'm picking grass seed out of her coat all night long. Um, and that's not super fun at all. Uh, and, you know, we do live on a ranch. So we want something a little easier maintenance. I feel like I spend time brushing her. But, I mean, she's like, I first got her. So I'm going to want to brush her. But still. Uh, you know, she's a poodle in Florida, and she'll want to be shorter. Shorter coder. Um, but, yeah, so we, um, sections at a time. Well, that's, I didn't know how she was going to be. She did so good on the grooming table, Terry. It was like she was owned by a professional groomer. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, I just did that, and she stood the whole time, and she was excellent. About um, eight days ago, now it's a jungle. Yeah, <laughs> right? So I keep wanting to let the cows out on it so they can just eat it all up. Um, that's always fun for me. Rich doesn't like it when I do that because they find where we have the feed barn at and they want to eat all the hay that we have there. So they eat the bales of hay and they knock over the barrels that all the food's kept in <laughs> and they, they find they love it. It's things. the best. They don't want to stand out in the grass. They want to stand in the garage. And, and then they run back and forth up and down the driveway and it's the funniest thing to sit here because mm -hmm. the window right in front of the computer here, overlooks the driveway, so I'll see cows running back and forth. And if Rue gets out, oh, Rue has fun. Rue has fun. He had super fun. She says, hi, Daddy. She says, can you take me out to pee, Daddy? Hmm? I might have to pee. They're all getting dinner in about 10 minutes. No, they're not, because you have a client coming in three. In at seven? Six. Oh, at six. <laughs> okay. And Terry says she wishes she had cows. The cows are fun. If you want one, I have a steer. If you want him, then you oh, can eat him in t a year and a half. Guess what? I can see out that window. That okay, well, if she's here, can you shut the door and leave our dogs back oh, here? She's coming. Okay. Everybody. 
Shut the door, shut the door, shut the door. There we go. <laughs> now it's just me again, guys. Um, so yeah, so it's always a, ooh, am I doing the right thing when you have the, the new service puppy brought in? Because we know how much expectations we have for them. We want to start out and do everything right, and we don't want to screw anything up. And that's a good thought. That's what you want to have happen. But you're still going to worry, is this the right dog for me? Well, if you don't mark your dog, your dog's going to fail. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be blunt. I'm going to be honest with you guys. If you're like, I want him to be a service dog, I want him to be a service dog, but you don't do anything with him, he's not going to be a service dog or she's not going to be a service dog um, because it takes a lot of training. Uh, like I said, Gypsy's 10 months old. We had her at two months. So that's six months of training. She got a heck of a lot of training in during those six months. I mean, she's really good now at 10 months old. She's better than a lot of dogs who are way older that I've seen which is fantastic. It's what I want um, from my dogs, from the dogs in our program, uh, because that's what gets them where they need to be to help you guys out. Um, we have our whole list, and actually, one of the things I tell people, and I was actually working on it today, is you see this? This is my list of index cards. Do you see how many index cards this is? She has to learn all of these in about three months to learn all of this stuff. Now, some of it's clicker, right? So, Clicker, yeah, like we started the clicker with her. Focus, we're working on focus. Um, when we name it, we name it look. We're also working on come, uh, sit. But this is what I do, is I will do uh, index cards for, uh, for the service dog. And what I'll do is I'll put them either up on a cork board or tape them up on the wall. And as we're doing it, as she's getting it, I put them all up there, right? The easier ones up at the top, medium ones, harder ones at the bottom that are going to take longer. And as we start introducing it, I'll move them to another section of the wall or another wall. And that's the ones that we're working on. And as she's mastering them and doing them well without food, without multiple time of commanding it, then I move it to a third section, which is like what I know. So it's what I need to know, what I'm working on, and what I know. Nicole says I need to mow. Looks like I'm growing hey <laughs> got a heat wave coming this weekend in less than a month to finish writing my master's thesis and too busy oh yeah um but yeah so here we've got down i'm sharing these with you place stay so i usually use an implied stay but service dogs i also teach them a normal stay as well um hi jeff um touch with the nose that's my normal touch is touch with the nose touch with the paw i usually don't teach for a while because then all the dog wants to do is paw at you the whole time, and it's annoying. Um, target stick. Um, so we have the target stick that we work with. Um, stand. So especially mobility dogs, they have to be taught stand and to hold that stand. Uh, leave it. Um, Nicole says, Rio had his first decolor session last night where I dropped and let him drag his long line in an area outside my fence property. So proud of you. Good job. That's awesome. <clears throat> here we have counterbalance. So here's some task stuff that she's going to need to know. Um, forward momentum pool. Now, some of these things can't be taught until um, she's cleared for mobility work, but we can start introducing the idea of the tasks to her now. We just can't put weight on her now. Brace. Brace is one of my favorites. Um, I can I teach her at this, well, not at this age, but probably in about when she's about five or six months old, I'll teach her that I want your, your legs to be rigid. I want you to flex back against it. 
whenever you, when I tell you brace, so whenever I do this, but I'm not going to put it to the test until she's older and, and cleared by an orthopedic vet for mobility work. Block and cover. Uh, under legs. Uh, stay with during. Uh, get help. And wait, what do you want? Stay with during or get help? Both. When I tell you go get help, I want you to go get help. Um, but I want you to stay with during if there's nothing going on. So I need both. Uh, deep pressure therapy. Uh, come to place. So I need to put them in order. I was just writing them all up. Advocate for a dog, which is a great thing that everyone needs for their dog. Focus spin. So these are not in any order right now, just the order I thought of them up. Potty on command and wrote them down. Retrieve. Um, take hold and deliver, which is kind of like retrieve, um, but it's not. Uh, back up. Get closer. Teach one, teach the opposite, right? Um, suit up. Rear paws up. Off. Lick. Uh, thresholds. Center. I feel like I'm that YouTube video. Uh, remember that YouTube, not YouTube. YouTube. Advocate, try not to hate, love your mate with all the cards from like the 80s. Tunnel. Uh, we do that just as puppies for them. They get to explore. It's super fun. So we have Albus here. We have Gypsy. We have her. So we'll send Gypsy through a few times. Then we'll try the other puppies and see how they do. Tunnel, super fun for them. Uh, spin. Tug. Under. Some of these might be doubles. Hi, that's awesome. I'm so glad you made it. Uh, pivots. Pause up. Heel. And let's go. So let's go as a less formal heel. But that's those are what I have so far, and there's going to be more coming to it. But what I did, this is what all your dog will learn while training with us as well. Um, you know, so we have a bunch of things that we cover, but there's a right order to work them, and there's a wrong order to work them. If I decided I wanted to train... Um, Let's see here. Back up right now. That's not going to work. You know, that's not what I want um, at this point. So there's, you know, like I said, there's the right way. There's the wrong way to train them. There's the right way. There's a wrong way to um, to teach them um, what order. Um, the other thing we're going to teach is body parts. I've got to write down because it's not on my list yet. Um, Terry says she won't be able to do center with glue because she's not quite five foot four. <laughs> so if you wanted to. Um, you could do a down, like he comes and he downs between your legs. And the way, reason I like a center is if you're in a crowded area and there's people all over, center gets your dog out of, most people won't like go to pet whenever a dog's between your legs, hopefully. Um, so we'll, we'll do that um, with center. Um, it's something I usually don't have to worry about unless we get one of the gigundas, you know, Great Danes or whatever in. And then I'm like, I like this size dog. <laughs> but Rich was worried that people, um, service dog people wouldn't want to get a poodle, you know, whenever we were looking at, um, getting them and, you know, adding her to the breeding program, because it was a toss up between getting a boy or a girl. And Era does better with the girls. Era is going to be getting neutered in a couple weeks, so we don't have any ugly babies. But, um, you know, I could have waited till afterwards, about six weeks afterwards, when the hormones leave a system and he's better. I um, mean, he's not wild about boys. He loves girls. He has been so fantastic with Roma. I'm so happy about that. Um, it's like the brown dogs have all banded together. So Gypsy's been great with her. Arrow's been great with her. It's really, really super. But, um, but yeah, so, so we went with her because she'd be able to be bred, even though she probably won't get as tall as a boy would. 
uh, you know, it's mother figure, you know, we'll, we'll get them, her trained up and then, uh, eventually I'll get a boy, um, a male poodle, uh, and use him either as her boyfriend, um, or, you know, just, just use him whenever error fully retires, um, because I'll have him, her that I can use until then. And then what I'll just do, you know, while she's in heat or while she's having babies is just watch it until, until that happens. So it's not the best plan, but it's a plan. And the neat thing too, and this is something that took us, you know, you have to plan things out. So people will tell me like, I'm not ready to look for a service dog yet. I'm going to wait because I don't need one right now. Now's when you have to be looking. If you're thinking two years down the pike, you need to be looking for a breeder now. Okay. Because think about it. The female comes into heat, right? And then if she gets knocked up, it's two months and then she has the baby and then it's two more months before the babies go home. So you're talking from knock up to baby, no more babies in the house. It's a four month window right there. And it takes them, I'm going to heat like, eh, depending, but say every six months. Okay. So now you're looking, if she just finished up coming into heat and, you know, wasn't bred, right. Or didn't take, now you're looking at another six months plus another four months. So you're talking 10 months before there's a possibility of puppies on the ground. Um, about two and a half years. And Jeanette, yeah, two and a half years. You know, you need to look in the future. And this is one thing I was telling Rich is, you know, we need to look in the future. I have people already. I have a, a soft list of people who are interested in either gypsy puppies or Roma puppies at this point because they know I'm going to do the right thing. They know we're going to do all the health testing. Um, you know, the girls are going to be service dogs. And if not, I'll wash them out and they'll be pets or I'll place them in pet homes. Um, if something weird happened and they weren't going to make it, but, uh, I'm not going to breed dogs who aren't going to cut it, but I already have a, a soft list of people who might be interested in their puppies. Um, 10 months old, three months old. So, you know, when they hit two years plus, so we're talking about a little over a year for gypsy and a little over a year and a half for Roma. Um, plus, like I said, plus those four months afterwards, um, you need to plan ahead. Um, you need to plan ahead with your training too. If you have a trip coming up. So for example, we have conference on um, our dog training conferences in September and luckily it's close by. So I could come back and swap out the girls if I want to. I don't know who I'm bringing. It was going to be Gypsy. Era has been going the last few years, but Gypsy would do well there, but it might be Roma. It might be Gypsy and Roma and I'll, cause I got a pet friendly room and I'll just swap out who comes with me. I don't know. Um, so Anjanette says she may have two available. Um, and she can send a message if you want. So if you guys are interested, cause like I said, I have a couple of someone who's looking, we're kind of waiting to hear what happens. Cause there's an adult one that, that would be really nice. Um, I have a, a client friend who surprise her service dog can't work for her anymore. He has some severe medical issues, and so we're looking. Um, but she has severe medical issues too, so we're kind of hoping that um, we can get one that can work a little faster for her. Um, working with the puppies, starting them out at eight weeks old for training is beautiful, and I love it. And it works out wonderful for the parents because depending on what they're asking for, uh, you know, Gypsy's been working with me since she was about, you know, working – I, I turned her into a service dog in training instead of a service puppy at six months old. But at that point she was really good out in public. She was doing some tasks. You know, once I do a task, are they a service dog? Technically. I mean, I don't like to call them a service dog until they're over a year, 
you know, she's 10 months old. I can call her my service dog. She's beautiful. She does what she's supposed to do uh, when she's supposed to do it, except for the mobility stuff. <laughs> um, but like I said, she can do the retrieves. Um, she can do some other stuff. And then it's always a lifetime of learning. But, you know, what all would Roma need to do to come with us to conference? You know, because it's, what, three months away. That three months is going to swizz by, and then she'll be six months old. You know, is that going to be a good time to do it? What if she comes in the heat? What am I going to do then? Um, you know, what is she going to do? What do I need her to do? Well, I'm going to need her to place. I'm going to need her to be quiet. I'm going to need her to under the chair. I'm going to need her to be good in, around food. I'm going to need her to be good around crowds. So, you know, we have a lot that we need to do. The trainer who helped me said they're always in training. Exactly. They're always in training, guys. And that's one of the reasons why we currently don't sell already trained up service dogs is because I'm like, they're always training. Always training. You can't come a time where you're like, oh, they're done training. When are you done learning? You're never done learning. You're always learning new stuff, which is super, which is what we want. We want you to learn new stuff. Learning new stuff is good. Even if it's useless stuff that doesn't benefit your disability, you can still teach your dog. So, like, Arrow knows diabetic alert because we've trained it with him. He also knows drug detection because we've trained that with him. But that's not what makes him a service dog. It's just an added bonus uh, because why not teach it to him? Uh, you know, he's not a drug dog because he knows the drug stuff. It was just something to do to keep his mind busy because uh, he's a crazy Malinois who needs to have jobs to do. I've got a puppy on the ground beside me again. It's really nice. Um, but yeah, so we have a bunch of stuff that we need to train. And it can be very, very overwhelming on what order you train them in. You know, what do you train first? I'll give you this one. First is going to be clicker, focus, sit. Now you can also add come in here. It comes also one of my first ones, but these are the top three that I do. Um, Michelle says your disability can change, so you can train the dog to help you. True. Yeah, if your disability changes, you're going to have to train that dog to help you with the new thing. So say you're not diabetic and you become diabetic, you know, you can train up your dog, hopefully, as a diabetic alert dog, whereas you didn't need that before. Or say um, something happens and you're like, I need help getting my medications because I can't bend over and pick them up or reach them. Or I can't bend over and pick up something that I drop. Um, that's one of my favorites with Gypsy is it's, it's we call it oops. She's right over here. So I'll drop something, oops, and she comes over and picks it up and hands it to me. I'm like, that's fantastic. But she'll only do that with me. She won't do that with Rich or with Luke. So if that's something we want for them. Now it's not going to be their service dog because she picks up things for them. But, you know, it gives her something to do. Um, but, like, for example, I don't need turn on and off the lights. But I can teach my dogs turn on and off the lights and use that. It's just not what makes them a service dog. Um, but, yeah, so the first things we do is we click our focus and sit and come for, for uh, Roma here. We're working on come right away because I'm lazy and I've got a fenced yard and I don't let her outside on a long leash all the time. I let her run and play with the other dogs sometimes. So for that, she needs a really good come when called. And as they're getting good with those, we add in look and down and place. You can see some of the pictures she's up on place. That's just because she laid down on place. I did not put her on place. Um, but we have to get through all of these cards in a timely manner. And how do you do it? So that's, like I said, that's what we're here for. That's what we do is we help you with that. 
Um, I always recommend you guys do the, the cards on your own too, but your cards are going to be different from my cards. Um, we need to have the service dog skills. Now service dog skills are kind of like pre-task items. Okay, so a service dog skill might be touch. It might be under, it might be center, it might be tug. And then the task, well, is what we, we build on the skills to make the tasks. So if I teach her touch, maybe one of her tasks is gonna be to close a drawer. If I teach tug, maybe it's gonna be open a drawer. Um, if I teach touch, maybe it's gonna be turn on and off the light. If I teach tug, maybe it's gonna be take my, my socks off. Um, maybe back time because he tries to jump on me. Yeah, yeah. Or Terry, you just have to come to the ranch for a few days. <laughs> we could do Disney with the puppies. <laughs> I'm going to get you down here eventually. But yeah, you know, shoot some video too, Terry. I'd love to see that. It'd be a good thing to, uh, to look at and to see. Um, but like I said, in the beginning, like she didn't want to have the food. So she didn't eat. Let's see, when did we get her? Saturday? She didn't eat much Saturday night. Sunday morning she didn't want to eat much Sunday evening she did she started actually eating but she didn't finish she had like maybe three bites um Monday she I, I trained her yesterday morning and she was very excited so you know and don't forget Terry you are a day behind us because we got her like a day and a half before you got him so Monday, Monday morning which is yesterday morning she actually wanted to work for her food a Monday afternoon and evening she worked. Monday evening she ate dinner. This morning I fed her breakfast and she ate everything. Whereas before she was like, yeah, I don't want that. Um, oh, good. Her remote arrives tomorrow so she can set the tripod and she'll be coming to Disney at some point too. Yay. Um, so, so, you know, it, it took some time for her to get into the swing of things. And like I said, Gypsy helped out tremendously. So the, I'm going to show you here. Ah, there we go. Um, the crate behind us, you see that, guys? That is our bedroom crate at this point. And it's a big crate. I, 42 or 48 inch crate. It's huge. So is what we've been putting Gypsy in because Gypsy was in heat. So we had it back here and we would put her in there because she was being a little temptress. And uh, what we did with the puppy is puppy wasn't crate trained. So puppy kind of screams bloody murder whenever she's in the crate alone. So we put her in there with Gypsy. We'll do that for a few days, and then we're going to add in another crate beside it, and they'll each be in their own crates. And then we'll get the crate separated, and then Gypsy doesn't have to be in a crate. Um, fed him a handful last night, but he has right work for meals, and he's not. Yeah, yeah. So um, so for that, too, like I said, I'll, I'll do training with him, and at the end, I'm like, here, I mean, I'll feed you. Like, I'm not... Um, and this is one thing, you know, some of the different trainer groups are like, if the dog doesn't work for me, he doesn't work at all. He doesn't eat at all, right? Um, and it kind of reminds me of the Beauty and the Beast. She doesn't, if she's not going to eat with me, she's not going to eat at all. Honey storms off. And what do they do? They feed her anyway. And that's where the Be Our Guest song comes in. Um, so I'll give them some opportunity. If you don't want to, that's okay. I'm still a kind of fun person and I'll give you the food and I'm going to leave. Um, toys. I have some mice, some big fuzzy mice. Well, they're not really fuzzy, some big not fuzzy mice. Um, they're actually Star Wars toys from Petco. We ordered a whole bunch on Star Wars Day of dog toys, and we got some cat toys too. The cat toys are the dog's favorite. And uh, so they, um, the cat toys, uh, she loves them. And I, I find her with the cat toys um, because Arrow has toys, because Gypsy likes toys, because Rue likes toys. Even Zoe will be like, it's my toy. 
um, with different toys that we have, she is liking toys more. So them seeing that as well. So Terry, one of the things I would make sure that I do is um, when you back tie them or crate them or whatever, work the other dogs and make it super fun. So he's like, but I want that. Um, because, and, and she didn't want to eat the kibble from me because I was trying to work her with the kibble. And she's like, what are you trying to give me? Um, but working, you know, for the Zooks worked. Working for these, what are these? New low freestyle duck recipe with honey, cherries, and blueberries. Like, they're little cute things. And you know what I love best about them? Is the little bag has one of the Ziploc. Instead of, a, I'm not a Ziploc, a Velcro closure. Instead of a Ziploc closure, it's a Velcro closure. And I love this. I want to use this treat bag for everything because I love that closure so much better. Hi, what you doing? You were over there going, <laughs> yeah. Gypsy's over here. Um, so, you know, each dog's going to have their own thing um, that they do, that they do well. Um, each dog is going to be different. And that's one of the nice things is you might not have had a dog for a while. You might have had a dog, you know, growing up that was the family dog and kind of mom and dad took care of her and you were just kind of there. That's our first golden. You know, like we played with her, like we taught her tricks and stuff, but like, and we fed her. But, you know, like she wasn't our responsibility because we were in school, you know, like mom took care of her. Um, but we, you know, like, like I said, we played with her and stuff, but it's different whenever it's your dog. It's different whenever it's your service dog, you know, on top of that, you know, it makes it very scary, very overwhelming, um, very, oh my gosh, am I going to make a mistake and frustrating? And I don't want it to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. It shouldn't be that way. Um, instead, it should be fun. I want it to be fun. Um, I'm so looking forward to, I can't believe that we got her on Friday, or not on Friday, we got her on Saturday morning at like 9.30, and here it is Tuesday evening, and I have not taken her out for an outing yet. I'm like, oh my gosh, like Gypsy, we got her on a Friday as well. Saturday, we went to Tractor Supply. On Monday, we went to um, the dentist and the Sam's Club. I think Tuesday or Wednesday, we went to McAllister's. We went to Disney, you know, when we had had her for a week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't done any of that stuff with her yet. You know, am I behind? Hey, go away, Arrow. Am I behind? Am I like a bad service dog owner? Like, we need to get moving with this stuff. But, you know, to each his own. Uh, so it might be tonight. Depends. Rich has something he's doing. Um, Luke's doing some school stuff. If not, we could do it tomorrow. I have a couple things going tomorrow, but we can either do it early in the morning or later in the afternoon or evening or go to Disney tomorrow night, you know? So like I have things that I want to do, but the fact that I haven't taken her out yet and I've had her for one, two, three, three days, it's fine if I keep on it. Now, if I say, I'll take her out later and come next week and I'm talking to you guys again and I'm like, I'll take her out later. And then the week after that, I'm like, I'll take her out later she's never going to be a service dog. Like I have to be on it and I have to stay motivated. I have to stay consistent with it. If I let her come out one time and people pet her and, and love on her and her jump all over them. And then the next time I don't allow it, she's going to get confused. So you know what we do is until the dog is at least usually six months old, I prefer a little older. I don't let them greet unless they're employees at Disney, employees at Disney. Sometimes I let them greet um, cast members and all, um, especially the characters. The characters are allowed to greet if the dog's ready for it. Now, if the dog's a little bit like, mm -mm, they're not allowed to greet. 
Um, but if, if the dog's good, if the, if he's happy, if he's comfortable with it and the snow white wants to say hi, I am all for that. Cause that's gonna be a really nice picture. Um, Nicole says I was nervous about outings with Rio as he had only one vaccine until he was 14 weeks old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for that too, I don't make them be fully vaccinated before we get started. Um, because if so, then we're talking four months old, that's 16 weeks prime socialization window guys, four to 14 weeks which is why I'm like, I have two weeks to get her as socialized as I can. And I mean, granted, it's not at 14 weeks that on the dot, she socialization window closed. It depends. Um, but I know it's not something I want to put off because I want to get her as socialized as I can. Um, I want to get her used to everything and not have to worry about a thing. Um, and guess what's going to happen our first few outings? We'll probably bring Gypsy or Arrow. You know, show her that there's nothing here to be worried about, especially when we do Disney. Um, Disney can be a little bit overwhelming for even, you know, veteran dogs. And she's not. She's a puppy. Um, but the nice thing is with her being, how much does she weigh? 17 and a half pounds. I can scoop her up and carry her for a bit too. <laughs> so what have we worked on with her so far? Focus. Working on focus. Working on that eye contact with me. And extending it out. I'm work on impulse control. So I've had food in my hand and she snuffles and snuffles it. She doesn't get it. She moves her head away. Yes. And she can have some, uh, a little bit of sit. I actually haven't done too much on sit. Usually sit is my default and I do a lot of sit. I am not doing sit as much with this one because I think I want to default stand. I haven't decided yet. And it's okay if you don't decide right away. Um, so a little bit of sit, nothing that she knows to do on her own or anything. Um, getting her into the crate, teaching her to potty. Oh, guess what service dogs need to know? And all dogs should know. We have a fenced yard. A lot of people get lazy. <coughs> Let their dog outside to potty and assume the dog went potty. You have to go outside with your dog or watch your dog. Make sure your dog potties. Now, you also have to teach your service dog or your pet dog to potty while on a leash. So I call it potty on leash. It doesn't mean pee on the leash. It means while I have a leash attached to you, you can go potty. Potty and command on leash on many surfaces. That's the other thing. Yep, I want her to be able to potty on mulch, grass, sand, rocks, sidewalk. Sidewalk, yes, on the sidewalk. I want her to potty wherever I tell her to potty. But it starts with potty on command. So what we do is I'll take her out on leash. I'll hold the end of the leash. She only gets that much. I plant my feet. I'm a tree and I ain't moving. And I'll tell her, go potty. She goes potty. Wait for her to finish completely. Good girl. That's a good girl. Um, maybe give her a treat. Maybe let her off leash to go play. That's a huge reward, right? Um, if she doesn't go potty, uh-uh, go potty. And give her, you know, maybe 30 seconds. Uh-uh, go potty. Because I want it to be on command. Um, we also have been working on the clicker. So my dogs are bilingual. So I teach them click. I teach them yes. And I teach them break. Because those are my three release commands. I love break. You can also use the word click if you want to. Um, I also teach them good. And good means I like what you're doing. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. So the focus stuff would be um, good, 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 break. And then they can look away. Or good, 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 click. And then they can look away. Good, 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 good. Nope. Uh-uh. Good, 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 good. Okay? So that's what we like to do. And then because I'm talking and I'm bridging, I'm a little more enticing. I'm not as boring. And they love it and they do well with it. So that makes me happy. <clears throat> but that's it. That's what I'm working on. And 
And it's a lot of stuff. Um, she, I did a picture yesterday. She ate with the pack. I had, she was on my lap while Rich got all the foods ready for everybody. And as he was putting them down, we went over. Now, I didn't make her sit and wait for it. She was the last one to eat. So, you know, we put her food down. I put her down and she got to eat it. Um, but, you know, she's eating with the pack. Gypsy didn't eat with the pack. Gosh. First six weeks to her first two months. She didn't eat with the pack. I fed her in the other room because she just worked for her meals. She didn't eat with the pack at all. So we started feeding her with the pack. She was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. And she was a little bit obnoxious about it. You know, she's getting better. And one thing I have to work on with Rich is who gets fed first? Now we have five dogs now. Who gets fed first? Well, it's Zoe. Why is it Zoe though? It's Zoe because she's the calmest one. She sits there and she waits nice and politely. Um, Gypsy's learning that. But Gypsy's like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm going to sit and I'm going to eat. Um, you know, whereas the boys usually have to be reminded to sit and eat. But he's feeding them from first dog to last dog, and it has to be from calmest. Okay, calmest and best gets fed first. Which is, uh, so he usually sits about 10 feet away from everybody. and She just sits there and waits because she knows. She knows that, that it means that food's coming and that she's good to go. Um, but, you know, Gypsy's getting better at it. So Gypsy's going to need to be fed before the boys if the boys don't you know, start sitting down on their own because they'll stand there and wait and then they forget to sit because, you know, boys and food. Um, what questions do you guys have <clears throat> for us? Um, I hope with these podcast, with these, okay, what I'm going to do too is after this is over, I'm going to, what I did last week and I'll do it this week too is I'll download it and probably today or tomorrow I'll put it up on YouTube so you guys can search for this on YouTube and then I'll strip out the audio and I'll upload the audio as a podcast. And that way, um, you can listen to it on the road, too, and you don't have to just sit here and watch me. Now, you're going to miss some of this if you're listening to this as a podcast because um, it's not going to have the cute little fluffy dog. It's not going to have me doing this stuff and you seeing it, but you're going to get the gist of it. And guess what our podcast is that I officially put out tomorrow is Dining Out With Your Service Dog, and it's actually up now. I'm already having people listening to it, Um, but it's about dining out with your service dog. What does your dog need to do before you go out to lunch with them, to dinner with them, to breakfast with them, to brunch. Are you a bruncher? Uh, you know, there's some things your dog needs. Like, what do you do when you go into the restaurant? Um, what do you do whenever you're there and your dog doesn't want to down? And it's so embarrassing. You stand on the leash. You know, you make it so it's easy. But you have to prep ahead of time, too. Um, and Jeanette, I appreciate all the information. Most dogs have clicker and sit down. So should I work on focus now? Yes. Um, I would, Anjanette, I would work on focus and for that one. So I've been doing it. Um, if you look in the group, the How to Train Your Service Dog group on Facebook, um, I did up a video and it should be on the Dream Dogs page as well with me and Arrow and, well, with me, of course, but with Arrow and Gypsy and uh, Roma. And then I know I did one with just Gypsy and Roma yesterday where we're working on focus. I'm doing two dogs at once. Start with one dog. Don't do two because I did two. Um, when do you teach them their name? So do you know what their name is? Do the owners tell you what they want to call them? Um, because that's one thing I would let the owners do. And this is how I do it is I'll take a food and I'll drop it or I'll toss it and they'll go and they'll get it. Right. What are they going to do next? Cause they know I have food. They're going to turn and come back to me. So before they turn and come back to me, I might call Roma come. Right. And so then they're going to whip around and come back to me. And if they're a little bit distracted, Roma, because it's in the guise of a training session, but they get it. So good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can start doing that. So we do something, we call it find it. And it started, we actually, 
I could say this. We invented Find It. Whenever I wanted to do tracking with Jedi, my German Shepherd years and years and years ago, I had no idea how to get started. But she's a German Shepherd, right? So we started with Find It. So it was just take the food, drop it, and tell her to find it. And it gets to where you can toss it. Um, so depending on the size of your room, I have sat at one end of the room, one end of the hall, and the dog knows I have food. So we'll do a training session, and I will chuck the food down the hall, tell the dog to go get it, right? Go get it chuck it down the hall. They'll go get it. They'll eat it. As soon as they finish eating it, call them by name and call them to come or here. So, you know, dog come or dog here. And and they'll come running right back and have them sit, give them another piece of food and then tell them find it and chuck it again. And that is great on rainy days. It is great in hot weather. It is a great way to tire the dog out and have them work for his food um, the whole time. So yeah, so I would do that on focus. I usually do quietly too. I don't command it because one of my pet peeves, I have a couple pet peeves, <laughs> just a couple though. One is the watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me constantly. And the dog's like, I'm not doing it. The other one is um, stay, 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 stay. See, he stayed. No. Um, so I usually don't teach a stay command because it irks me. Um, Sandy says, I have four pups and would love to train mines. Um, two pits, a chihuahua, and a hound, Catahoula cross. Would appreciate all the info to help them be the best. That's awesome, Sandy. Is service dogs for all four of them? Uh, Internet says, I do that with Grace now and clean up, right? It's fun. You know, like, I want training to be fun. I don't want it to be a boring task that I don't want to do and I dread doing. I want it to be something super fun that they're going to love. So when we go out in the beginning, I just have treats on me and, and we work for the treats. As they're getting it, I'll use her kibble. But in the beginning, I've got to be motivating enough. And uh, uh, Terry, too, we were talking about the food stuff earlier. Um, I had got, so you know BarkBox, right? Love BarkBox. I, I ordered that. They actually shipped. I should be getting it like Saturday for my next BarkBox. Super fun. My dogs love it. I love it. I'm super stoked. But Chewy has something called a goodie box. And it's just treats, maybe a toy, but like a bunch of treats. So one of them, um, we've ordered two goodie boxes so far because I go through a lot of stuff with the dogs. And one of them had little, it's not canned food. It's like little, it's not pouches. It's like plastic containers of natural balanced dog food. So I gave one to her. They're small. They're like maybe the size, smaller than a a cat food can. Okay. So she got her dry food and she got that mixed together. And oh, she ate everything today. And this was actually the first morning, first day that um, that Roma ate all of her food. So I don't know if it was the canned food in addition to it or what. Um, sometimes we'll water their food um, and maybe a little bit of gravy, add some Parmesan cheese. But, um, you know, it, I like a dog to work for their food. Um, Sandy says, I would love to for my sons. They have ASD and anxiety issues. Yeah. Um, so with that, Sandy, we have Sandy join our, how to train your service dog group on Facebook. Are you on that group? Go join that group. I have a bunch of information that is actually the only group that in these, um, in the podcasts we have in our YouTube channel, we put a lot of information out there. Um, we also have our training programs. So our training programs are absolutely amazing. And it would not be a webinar if I did not tell you about our training programs. Um, we have three different levels. So we have our online only course where you just follow. It's kind of like this where I talk and then I have Rich do the stuff um, and they are super detailed. Um, we have so much information in those programs, but you get our online only course and that is $997 for 
lifetime unlimited of the course. Um, you get the service dog training program. You get the 60 days to your dream dog. You get our perfect potty training system workshop. Um, you get our essential oils and dog holistic training and whatever else I can think of, we add to that because I want you guys to have everything and it's online. So it's easy for me. Once I create the stuff, I can upload it for you guys. So we have that. We also have um, our next tier up, which has the online course. It also has private coaching sessions with us. So if you live close by, we do them in person. If you don't live close by, I mean, even if you're an hour away and you can't make it every week, I totally get it. So especially in the beginning, you want to do it every week. You have to stay consistent. Remember what I was saying earlier is that consistency is key. You need that motivation. You need that, okay, this is where we are. I'm having a problem with this. Can you help me? Okay, where do we go from here? Okay. And you need that. You totally do. Like the program is amazing. And that's one of the reasons is because you get unlimited access to us. Okay. I'm not telling you you get five sessions with me. I'm not telling you you get five weeks with me five months with me, or, you know, five hours with me. I'm telling you, you get me. And the only cost is $3,000. You get me and Rich, you get the online course, you get meetups at Disney, and you get our group classes if you want to come to them. All four, that's the middle package that we have is 3000 And then we have our big package, which has everything that I just told you, the personal training sessions with us, the online course, the group classes, and the meetups at Disney Plus. You get our intensive immersion five-week boot camp here at the ranch. You get all of that. That five-week intensive immersion boot camp here at the ranch is amazing. And holy cow, that's where I want to tell you about Albus. Um, for that, it's 6000 total. So if you want to start with one and upgrade, you just pay the difference. You know, I'm not going to be like, you started with the privates, now you're doing the boot camp, so it's another 6000 No, it would be another 3000 Having that being said, you know what's best is the boot camp one because we get that six, five weeks to really intensely work with the dog. If they're ready for it and the weather cooperates, they go to Disney. If they can work at Disney, we took Elvis to Disney when we had had him for, I think, a week and a half. He was not ready to go to Disney. But we went, we went to Epcot for the evening. We ate. We walked around a bit. We got some pictures, and that was it. Guess what? He went and did so much better afterwards. It was unbelievable how much better he did afterwards just because we took him to Disney, just because we pushed him a little bit. Now, Albus was a screamer. I love Albus. I've been working with him since he was a puppy, but you put a collar on him, he'd scream. Try to get him on place, he'd scream. Upstairs, he'd scream. Wood floors, he'd scream. Um, he is getting so much better because of the boot camp. And that's fantastic. That's what I want to have happen. That's the goal of boot camp is to really accelerate their training. Now, I'm not saying after the five weeks, your dog's going to be a service dog because it's still going to take that training. It's still going to take a lifetime. Now, I've talked to people involved with these programs, some of these different programs. And one of them was telling me they train the dog for like, I think it's three or four weeks and that's it. And I'm like, dude, I get them in for five weeks and they're not ready after five weeks. I mean, some of them are. But, like, the owner has to know what to do. The owner has to continue with it. We actually sent one dog home, and he was so good on his retrieves. We got him on video, like, things. His, he was a retrieving maniac. He was like, retrieve? What's that? So we just, we work through him with him. You know, like, okay, I know you know what this is. This is how we're going to adjust it from here. Um, so Samantha says, oh my God, I totally forgot you're an hour ahead of me. I just got on and missed the whole thing. Samantha, it is okay because guess what we're going to do? We are going to have this on afterwards. Um, I'm going to post a link to it in the how to train your service dog site. We're going to put this up on YouTube and we're going to download it and put it up on our podcast. So you can listen to my beautiful voice and yeah, yeah, whenever you want to. 
Um, uh, Anjanette asks, what's the best training treats for the pops? Um, I like soft treats. I like small soft treats, like the size of a pea. So my favorite is the Zooks minis. And I don't have a bag, but it's yellow. You can get them on Chewy for like nine and 10 bucks for a pound. Um, these are duck ones, but you can see, here, see how big they are? About the size of a pea. So this is the size that I like. And um, when Gypsy was a pup, we went to Tractor Supply and got their four health like wavy bacon strips as treats. I had to break them up. I don't want to have to break up treats. I love freeze-dried liver. I love freeze-dried lamb lung, but I have to sit there and cut them up and it's a pain in the butt and I don't want to do it. So I love the Zooks Mini Naturals are my favorite. Having said that, um, the Bark Box came with a whole bunch, like four giant bags of treats. This is a small bag of treats. It came with giant bags of treats and um, they're big treats. They're like a big um, like pretzel, right? Or big pizza slice. So I can break those up pretty easy, just sit in there. And instead of giving the dog one treat for sitting, I can give them like a sixth of a treat for sitting. It means I get like six times the amount of work for the same amount of treats, which I like. So I like soft treats that are small. So, but like I said, Zooks, Z-U-K-E apostrophe S. Um, the peanut butter are actually my favorite. Now there's, there's a bunch of them. There's like salmon and there's something else. Rabbit and peanut butter. I think one other one, but peanut butter is my favorite because it smells good. Um, so do the other ones to the dogs, but I like peanut butter. Uh, okay. Michelle says, I have an upstairs neighbor that's constantly saying nice, nice, nice. Bug me to know. <laughs> Michelle, I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I use good, good, good. Good, 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 good. And I can do that. Thank you, Casey. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of times you'll, you'll get the sit, 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 sit. Or whenever the dog's like, because we deal with pet dogs too. So I do a lot with the service dog because there needs to be more information. And that's what really sets us apart and makes us unique is our one-of-a-kind service dog program. Because it's hard to find a trainer who, and I know I know some of you guys are professional trainers on here. And you know I love y'all. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's hard to find a professional trainer who knows what the heck they're doing when it comes to service dogs. A lot of them don't assume that they can. And they don't. And they don't know what to train. They don't know how to train it. Um, and it's difficult. So, um, you know, we'll see that with like the pet dogs, you know, the dog's like, and the person's putting like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And I'm like, stop doing that. Don't, why are we doing that? Stop it. Um, but yeah, it does bug me to no end. Um, thank you, Bonnie, for, I didn't know what you were <laughs> saying there. Um, does the course only work for one dog? Like if the dog washes out, is it another 3000 for the next dog? That's a great question. And here's how we've answered this in the past is if you get it, because we've had some times where the dog washes out, like one of them had um, joint issues and washed out. Um, what was it on our second session or our third session or something like that? We saw him running and I'm like, Ooh, that doesn't look good. So we helped them find another dog and then they got right back into it. And that wasn't an issue. Um, if, if the dog washes out, pretty quickly, you know, within a couple months um, before they did the boot camp, especially, then that's not a problem. Now, if you're like, well, Vicki has three service dogs and I want three service dogs. So I want to do privates with her with these three service dogs. That's going to be a little bit different. And if you're like, well, I've had my service dog for two years and we've been doing privates with you for two years on and off and we've done the boot camp and my dog washed out. Yeah, that's going to be a whole other set of moolah right there. You know what I mean? 
But, um, you know, I also don't want bad service dogs out there. You know, we've had a couple evals and I'm like, now here's the thing. I'm not the service dog police. So if I tell you, I don't think your dog's going to be a good service dog. And I do tell people sometimes that I don't think your dog's going to be a good service dog. Um, if I tell you that, you know, you can still take your dog and take him out and tell him people he's your service dog. Um, so like we've had some people where I'm like, you know, like, I don't think he's going to do well. And they're like, well, I'm already using him as a service dog. And I'm like, if you want to do training, I'll do training with you, but there's no guarantees here because I'm already telling you your dog shouldn't be a service dog. But if you really want to try this and put the dedication, the time and the money into it, you know, we can see what we can do. Um, but I, I prefer you get another dog because this is a lot of time, money, effort, time, money, effort, you know, into it. So if that makes sense, Bonnie, I know it's kind of like hedging around it, but I don't have, like, if you've done 10 sessions, then there's no refunds, you know, like I want you to have the right service dog for you. Um, I don't want you to not have the right service dog, um, you know, and I want to help you get the right service dog if need be. So, um, one of the women that I'm working with, she needs a new service dog. Um, she did just the online course. So, you know, we've worked with her dog a little bit. I, I'm not going to charge her any extra for that. Like when she upgrades to the next program that she wants to upgrade, like I'm not going to say, well, proactively, this is how much it costs for the other dog. Um, oh, what restaurant, Terry, says the service dog must be state certified? Because it came up as at restaurant. And I'm very interested in that. Because there is going to be certification coming, guys. And here's the next thing. There is certification down the pike. I'm telling you right now it's coming because I can see the future. Because my pup, Roma, you know what her real name is? This is like the best name ever. If you haven't, if I haven't told you this yet, you're going to love this one. Because Roma's her name, Romani, whenever she's naughty, right? But because I have a gypsy, so I needed a Romani. Um, but her AKC real name, I did this this morning. Rich helped me with it, is Dream Dogs. Romani fortune teller. I mean, that's the best name ever. So I'm telling you, I can see the future. And I'm telling you certification is coming. And if you want to get your balls all together in the court and you want to be prepared for it so no one can block your access, you need to start now. And you, like, we're a professional trainer. Trust me, I probably have more certifications than anyone else out there because I love certifications, especially if you're going to add in the yoga ones and the essential oil ones and the dog training ones and all of that. I'm probably the most certified trainer out there. Um, so David's cat, <laughs> change your name to Maverick for Rich. I figured we might do that with a, a boy because he, he liked that name. Um, and I'm like, well, we'd call him either Rick or Mav. Um, David's Catfish House in Milton. Wow. I'd be interested in finding out more about that, Terry. And contacting whoever the heck you're supposed to contact. That's where I asked Teresa, my friend. Um, Sandy asks, how can I tell a pup may have the potential to be one? Sandy, do you live close by? If you live close by, Sandy, bring them out here and let me evaluate them. Um, but this is what we usually do. As puppies, when we see the dogs as puppies, as long as they're not having huge behavior issues, as long as they're not fearful or nervous or anxious or shy or shut down or aggressive and snarky and growling and nasty, pretty good. Preferably, I'm going to want the dog who's people-focused, who wants to interact with me. Um, 
I want that. I don't want a dog who's going to go sniff over here and sniff over here and sniff over there and take off wandering down a path. I'm going to want the dog who, like Gypsy, brought me back leaves whenever we were playing outside. Bring back leaves. Um, this one, um, Roma, she, I didn't see her. So we saw video. And I posted the video. And yes, yeah, she was trying to jump up on the girl, but she just, she wanted up. She wanted help. She, they were outside in the front yard off leash. She didn't care about going wandering. Um, Terry's dog, we got some video of him. And, you know, he was following along beside, uh, beside the owners, the breeders. Um, you know, she said, he got a little bit away. And, and the one said, you know, call him. Before she got a chance to call, he went running, but he went past and then he came back. So like, that's fine. You know, like, that's what we want to see. We want to see a happy-go-lucky puppy who's people-focused, who um, who's going to be good for you. Um, if the dog pees whenever I see him, because he's terrified, not because, you know, it just has to be a coincidence. If the dog cowers whenever I go to touch him. If the dog growls at me. If the dog um, would rather run behind you than deal with me coming up and talking to you. Those are what we look for. And so there's some big red flags that we look for. And then there's three parts of dog behavior. There's genetics, which I can't change, right? There's early environment, which I really can't change. Um, and there's current environment, which I can change, okay? So if the dog's on a continuum, I can only adjust like this much. I can't adjust everything. Um, so, you know, you can also get them going for it. So I start pups training as young as possible. And this is one of the reasons why we made it into a lifetime program is I don't want you to say, well, it's a six-month program, so I'll wait until my dog's a year old to get started. That's the worst. You need to start your dog yesterday when it comes to training, right? You can't wait. People wait, they put it off, and the dog doesn't become a service dog, and then they have another dog, and then they still don't have a service dog that they need to help them with a disability. Um, Terry says it's it's a franchise, not a franchise. Um, okay, independent. Low battery, bye-bye, Terry. <laughs> She'll be back um, later on. Um, so, yeah, I have not heard anything, though, about um, state certification. But like I said, I'm, I know something is coming down the pike. Um, and we need to dot our I's and cross our T's and make sure that we do everything legal. So guess what we did today? Um, training binders. Um, Roma's training binder. I started that today. So I put her paperwork from the vet in it. I'm sorry, from the breeder in it, including her health certificate from the vet. Um, when her AKC papers come in, that'll go in there. Um, I actually need to go and find all of Gypsy's stuff so I can put all of Gypsy's stuff in there. Um, whenever Roma passes her star puppy and her CGCs and her public access test, all of that's going to go in there. So I have everything all in one place. And then I can say, here you go. I've got it all right here. Uh, you know, you can write down, I have um, PDFs. Uh, this is the chart that you fill out for training. And it's fantastic. It's what is needed. You need to, to get all that stuff ready so you're ready for it. This is crazy because I'm listening to this picking puppy. I'm thinking back to getting Jagger at eight weeks, and he wouldn't leave us and go play with his brothers. We picked him due to um, that, not knowing how to pick a pup for service dog. Yeah, Samantha, exactly. Um, so that's what we want is we want the best dogs. Um, and when we do breeding, like I said, my goal is service dog. But I know not every dog we have is going to be a service dog. So we need to, you know, have pet homes as well, you know, and make sure that each dog goes to the right home, which is one of the things whenever I was looking for breeders, if a breeder is going to help me pick, that's what I want. The breeders lived with these puppies for the last eight weeks. The breeder knows the puppies. Going in there, 
I'm not going to know it. And just because I happen to put my deposit down before somebody else or somebody else put their deposit down before me, like why should they get my pick of who's going to be the best service dog when I need a service dog and they want a pet dog? Dave, exactly. Like the binder he did for Sasha, you should have seen his binder for Sasha. It was fantastic. So yeah, we have that in our book. I have a podcast coming out on it. Um, I love having a service binder for the dog. I always recommend them because it makes things so much easier. It's a grab and go, especially he used it whenever they flew up. Where was it, Dave? To Canada? Um, I think it was Ohio too, but they wanted to make sure they had everything in one place just in case. And that's huge. You know, you need to be prepared. See, there's, it's good Disney night, guys. The Lion King, the be prepared. For the coup of the century, be prepared for the murkiest sky. A shining new era is tiptoeing nearer. Okay. Well, I've got to get going, guys. It's about that time. So tune in next week. Um, and we will be back next week. I don't know what time. I know it says on the thing it's going to be at 530. Michelle says, I have one as well. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Dave. Okay, perfect. Good, good. But I will see you guys next week. This will be up in podcast form. And then our other podcast as well on dining out with your service dog um, is up already. If you guys have any questions, message me um, on here. Join our group, How to Train Your Service Dog group on Facebook. I cannot plug that enough. Check out our podcast, How to Train Your Service Dog. And check out our program. Our program's at dreamk9.com. That's the letter K, the number nine, dot com. It is an amazing program. And if you're like, I don't have a service dog, we do pets as well. We do behavior issues as well. But our passion that we're very annoying about at times is the service dogs because I know what a difference it makes. And I know that if you don't have a service dog and you need one, life is so much harder. And I don't like that to happen. Okay? So have a good evening, guys. It's clearing up a little bit. Hopefully we can get an outing in with puppy because it's cooler in the evening than it is in the daytime. And I will see you guys next week.